even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors, and you will take possession of it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Susan. And thank you back there. Thank you for your help with the microphones. Even if you've been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors and you will take possession of it. God will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Deuteronomy chapter 30, almost, almost, almost the final advice, the final sermon, you might say, from Moses to the Israelites. Oh God, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable to you. Our rock, our strength, and our creator. Why on earth was Pastor Mike talking to the kids about mud earlier today? Very interesting what you hear from kids about whether or not they want to be the ones right in the middle of all that mud. But you know, um, I'm a real firm believer in good dirt. I want you to know that. Many years ago, Wendy and I were, actually we were camping. Where is Wendy? She's in the back. We were, yeah, there she is. We had gone camping and fishing uh, up in the northern parts of Nevada. We lived in Mesquite, Nevada at that time. And we were way, way, way out there in the mountains. There was a little lake there. It was a beautiful place, as a matter of fact. And we were on our way kind of south. We were headed south, sort of westish, because we wanted to catch up to Interstate 15 and then make our way back. Now, we would have been headed toward the direction of Las Vegas. We wanted to get home early. Probably the person who wanted to get home early was me, no doubt. But anyway, we had the truck all loaded up with our camping gear and our fishing gear and so forth. And we're traveling through this, through this kind of a remote, desolate area. And uh, I, I look over here and I see this road. And I'm thinking, aha, a shortcut. Now, it was several years ago, several years ago, and I think even if we would have had GPS on, I don't even think we had a smartphone. Even if they, we would have had all that, I don't think we would have been able to get a signal anyway, for that matter. We didn't have a GPS gizmo at that time. So uh, yours truly decided, what the heck, let's go! Well, what I didn't tell you is that the road actually for the first couple miles was paved. That even lent more, you know, possibility. This is a fantastic road. I'm sure we're just going to be able to get on this puppy and it's going to angle us right down to Interstate 15. We'll be home in no time. 20 miles later. 20 miles later, we're on the dirt road. And we're still headed off. And it looked very, very similar to this. Finally, Wendy and I are looking at each other more accurately. She's looking at me going... Where did, what did you get us into? And his pickup truck. I mean, there were no other cars. This pickup truck is coming down the road. Big truck. So you can imagine this. So I slow down, uh, put down the window, and I'm going like this. I'm going like this. 
All right, slow down, slow down, slow down. We finally stop. And you can tell, you, you can tell a, a, a pickup truck if they're like ranchers, cowboys. These, these guys were ranchers. These guys were cow, cowboys. So I told them, okay, we've been camping. We're headed to Mesquite. We want to get down to Interstate 15. We're looking for a shortcut. And um, we're thinking that maybe this is the right road. And the guy says, well, let me tell you this. You got about 40 more miles. You'll eventually get to 93, which will take you on down to Interstate 15. But let me tell you this, it's good dirt. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they said, there's no such thing as good dirt. I will not travel on a dirt road. There's no such thing as good dirt. But I'm telling you what, this guy had a big dick, big smile on his face, and he goes, it's good dirt. I never forgot it. Never. I never forgot it. You know, when you're a preacher and you're writing sermons constantly, these images come up. You know, and I was, I was thinking, you know what? what? What did he mean by good dirt? They probably meant that it was smooth or something like that. But this guy's a farmer. This guy was a man of the land. He was a rancher and a farmer. So for him, good dirt was important. Good dirt, a gift from God. And you know what? You Bible scholars know that that's exactly what's going on with our reading today. Even though the book of Deuteronomy, if we uh, translate the word, it means second law. But really, if you look at the Hebrew word, it means words. More importantly, they're sermons that Moses shared with God's people as they were headed from being in, at one time in slavery, wandering around in the Sinai Peninsula. We're going to look at that in just a moment. For 40 years, and then they were getting ready to come up toward what we would call modern-day Israel and cross over into the Promised Land. Finally, they would be into the Promised Land, a.k.a. good dirt. Really good dirt. And Moses knew that his time was coming to an end. And so he wanted to share with them some really good advice. And you might even say parting words. He was getting close to that time. He wanted to remind them who God is. And he wanted to remind them whose they are. God's unique people who have a purpose and a plan for the future you Bible, we're only going to look, I know that we don't have that many uh, map, we do, have, do we have any map people in here? Map people? No, okay, a couple over here. Okay, this is just for you too. Okay? There's the map. Way over in your upper left hand, that would have been kind of where the crossing of the Red Sea would have been. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and they finally squiggled around, they think. Maybe Moses had a GPS in his sandal, I don't know. Maybe he did. They, they squiggled around a little bit, and then they went over all the way up to the far right before they finally crossed in, and it would have been who? Probably Joshua would have been the one to take them in finally. But um, it's kind of a different sermon, but uh, people have wondered. People have wondered, well, why were they there for 40 years? And a guy named Ray Van, Ray Van Landingham actually says they needed the 40 years to learn how to be free people. They needed the 40 years so that they could quit thinking like slaves. 
I think that's really powerful. Rather than feeling burdened to have hearts full of promise. But there's something going on here with the generations. And there's always something going on when our local fire department comes out and they're headed out. So we want to keep them in our prayers as well this morning. David Guzik, as he's talking about these kind of, kind of, kind of parting words from Moses, he says, Moses felt compelled to bring this reminder of the law and promise to Israel. Because this is important, because those ready to enter the promised land, that's over there on the upper right, those getting ready to enter the promised land were only children if born at all when the Ten Commandments were originally given on Mount Sinai. You Bible scholars know that. A lot of us don't because we don't quite have the time or, or take the time. To, I mean, Deuteronomy is a long book. It's a long book, but it really only has the one main message. God promised. God's going to do it. God requires obedience. Remember, if you keep all that into perspective, wherever you go, call it good dirt, God's going to be there. He's already there waiting for us as well. So here they are getting ready to, to that's my idea of what it, might, what it might have looked like as they were preparing to go into the promised land, as they were preparing to enter the good dirt. But Moses was saying, and he actually does say this. Well, he says it a little differently, but he says this. Remember though, now we're getting to why we're talking about this. Why, why you? Why are we talking about this today? Remember though, before you head into the future, Let's call it 2020, because that's all we can conceive of right now, right? Remember, before you take that step, God requires obedience. The Ten Commandments, putting our God first and our neighbor second, our family, our friends, most of us in the room know those Ten Commandments. The do's and don'ts, doing the best we can to live in a good way that pleases God. Correct and confirm stories. Why would he need to do that? Remember that a lot of those folks that had traveled, made all that travel, were a lot of them were gone. They died. And who knows what kind of stories have been passed down. He wanted them to know that not only is God unique, but they are uniquely. They are uniquely God's and called. He reminded them, I'm sure, of the stories of Abraham and Sarah. And Isaac and Jacob. And then where they got their name when his name was turned to Israel. God's people who struggle, who strive with God. He reminded them that God will stand by His promises. Even though the road started out as pavement and it looked like it was going to be clean and easy, still good dirt. Still good dirt. And then He said this, he did say this in Deuteronomy, not so much in this text today, but he really says it strongly in Deuteronomy 6. It's one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. He says, you can choose abundant life if you want to, that is. If you want to. If I want to. And sometimes I want to, and sometimes I don't do a good job wanting to choose abundant life. I do. 
tell you a quick story about another story about dirt, okay? And then we're going to wrap this up. Another story about dirt. A guy by the name of Bob Goff, I've shared it a couple last couple weeks. He wrote a, uh, a devotional called uh, Live in Grace, Walk in Love. Live in Grace, Walk in Love. And a couple days ago, he was, he'd been talking about our future. He'd been talking about, well, he didn't call it a bucket list, but all those things that we've got planned, maybe cleaning out the garage, putting up more shelving, something like that. But then he talked, he stopped. It was, this is a few days ago. He stopped, and I'm glad he did. He tells a story. Apparently, he was a rancher at one time, big rancher. And he decided on his own that he had this, you know, the back 40. That's what they called it when I was a kid. They had the back 40, and I, I'm just telling you what, what he says in this daily devotional. He got a hold of some dynamite. I don't know how or where, but he got a hold of some dynamite. He wanted to create a lake on the back 40 while you're looking at it. doesn't have the water in it yet. I know. It's a, just a big hole full of dirt, kind of. Well, it's not quite full of dirt. Well, he did, and he made a great big hole, and then he filled it up with water somehow, and then he said to himself, you know what? By rights, my wife needs to name this lake. So he went to the big house, got his wife, and they're walking. He decided, we're just going to walk and talk along the way. So they're walking and talking, and he told her, got my hands on some dynamite. And I blew a big hole in the earth. And then I filled it with water. And now it's a lake. And I want you to name the lake. And she said, what lake? <laughs> the name of the lake is what lake? <laughs> it actually does exist. What lake? And then he said something powerful. For all of us who are looking ahead, all of us who are looking ahead and looking to the future, and you know, we want to get, I don't know, I think most of, us, most of us want to get it right, don't we? I do. 2020, I want to get it right. I want to get it right. He said, I want you to think about that hole. He said, when I looked at that hole, I started to think of all my failures. I started to think of all the times I was apathetic. I was thinking about the times I just didn't do the right thing and I walked by someone in need. All the times I just did not do the right thing. Mostly, all the times I failed. He said, I'm the kind of guy that I look at that hole and I see all my failures. But God looks at all those holes and says, there's a spot that I can fill up with my love. There's a hole that I can fill up with my grace. There's a place that I can just fill right up with abundant life. There's a spot, there's a hole that I can fill up with good dirt. And he said, that's what God promises to do for you in 2020, if we'll let him. Fill up all of the holes in our lives with good dirt. 
take us to all those, whatever he's got up his sleeve. I know he's got something up his sleeve for you. I know he does. I'm not sure what it is. But it's good dirt. If we will let him. Ah. Good dirt, my friends. May your 2020 be filled with good dirt. Let us pray. Oh God, I'm going to choose joy today. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose good dirt. I'm going to choose, and, and, and I'm even going to think about all those things and the, maybe the things I've done wrong and the things that haven't gone right, and I'm just going to say, fill all these things, O oh Lord, with Your mercy. Fill them with Your abundant love. Fill them with Your grace, and let's see what happens. Oh, gracious God, help us to believe that you have something wonderful planned, that you've got something beautiful up your sleeve just waiting for us. That is our destiny. It is in the name of Christ, our, our rock, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our Lord. Amen.